You're listening to the College Football Daybreak Podcast with Dave and Leslie. Hope you're ready because the College Football Daybreak Podcast starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to College Football Daybreak. I'm Leslie O'Connor, joined by Dave Mulder, and today we're talking about week 12 of college football. Before we get into the games, because there's not too many this week, I thought it would be fun to get into a time machine and go back to the AP Top 25 rankings of the preseason. How many teams on the list are currently undefeated? How many teams aren't ranked at all? And so let's just see, where are they now? Okay, so the easy one is number one of the preseason is still number one, Alabama. Um, they, I guess it was two weeks that they were number two. Georgia totally just got demolished. Alabama is back up and they are undefeated. So that that is a pretty good <laughs> preseason ranking. Okay, number two was Ohio State, and now they are number nine, although they have had a pretty big roller coaster ride, and they are eight and two so far, probably not going to make, make the playoffs. But my favorite, what this is my absolute favorite, in the preseason ranking, number three was Florida State. So much high hopes there. <laughs> they are not number three. They are unranked. And and they are three and six. They have the worst record of anyone on this list, especially considering that they were ranked number three in the preseason. So really, really rough year for those fans. Okay, number four was USC, and they're now number 11, so that's not too bad. Number five is actually Clemson. And so now they're number two. And again, they've kind of shuffled around a little bit. But that one is actually, they're doing a little bit better than we thought. Um, The next one, so number six in the preseason, is actually number 10 now, Penn State. But, right, that's weird because they they were number three earlier and they've kind of flip-flopped a little bit. So I actually think that ranking them number six in the preseason was pretty good. Okay, uh, number seven, again, pretty accurate, is now number four, Oklahoma. So they are still pretty much the best offense in the country. And then number eight in the preseason was Washington, who is now down to number 18. So kind of moved into the top 20 from being thought to be in the top 10. Um, that's, that's probably where they're going to end up. Okay, um, sort of normal number 10 in the preseason is now Oklahoma State. So they're number 13. Okay, <sighs> all right. Number 11 in the preseason rankings was Michigan, <laughs> which up until this week had been unranked since like week three. But apparently because they beat Maryland, they are now ranked number 24. Uh, but still, that's a that's and considering they're in rank, pretty far drop from being ranked number eleven. So um, I know you and I like that, but there are definitely higher hopes for Michigan in the beginning of the year. Uh, the reverse is number twelve in the preseason was Auburn, and so they are they are now number six after um, defeating Georgia. 
Yeah, so good, good for them. Okay, and then number 13 was LSU. So I feel like kind of another flip-flopper, but a little bit more of a disappointment than anything because they're now 7-3, and three, and they're ranked 20. But I think they've kind of gone on and off the general list. Um, the, the same, we're kind of starting to get into the same of those. Number 14 uh, was Stanford, and so they are now ranked number 22 in the playoff rankings, and they're also seven and three and kind of gone on and off of the list. But in the preseason, number 15 was Georgia. So this year they dropped, or sorry, this week they dropped down to seven, but they had been number two for two straight weeks. And I think that ranking them as number 15 in the beginning of the year definitely uh, underestimating them as a team. So I'm actually happy to see them even still on the top 10. Um, it's, It's a little surprising that they dropped that much, but I guess it was a really huge loss. Okay, now we get into the fun ones. Okay, 16 and 17 in the preseason were Louisville and Florida, both are unranked. Florida, uh, just like Florida State, has a three and six losing record. But number eighteen was Miami, and now they're ranked number three and undefeated. So another totally underestimating that team, and they are actually just killing it. I am. I am really happy for Miami so far. Um, and then nineteen. USF, unranked. 20, Kansas State, unranked. 21, Virginia Tech, unranked. 22, West Virginia, unranked. 23, Texas, unranked. But 24 is Washington State. And so they are now ranked 14. So, hey, like, eh, they're hanging in there where they're 9 and 2. Okay, <laughs> Num- rank number 25 in the preseason was Tennessee. (laughs) So where are they now? They are an unranked four and six, really bad year for them. (laughs) So nine out of those preseason top 25 are currently unranked with three of them having just abysmal losing record. Uh, It's amazing what a difference 12 weeks makes. (laughs) Yeah, although when you list that, you know, just the the whole top 25, to me, the only team that the voters really whiffed on is Florida State. I mean, yeah, they were ranked number three preseason in the AP. They've been awful. Part of that, of course, is because they lost their quarterback, their starting quarterback, the first game of the season. Yeah. But still... That's a pretty far fall. Um, but aside from that, I mean, sure, you know, you have a lot of teams a little bit further down in the rankings that are now unranked. But when you think about, you know, who are the elite teams right now? They were all pretty high. I mean, relatively high. Mm-hmm. Sure, Miami was a little bit lower, but they've also had a relatively easy schedule aside from the last two weeks. What I'm interested in, though, and you didn't really touch on this, are the teams which are ranked highly now that were unranked to start the year. 
I mean, you have the TCU, Notre Dame. They're both unranked to start the year. Um, even Michigan State, who's number 17 right now, they were they had exactly one vote, meaning one voter ranked them 25th. And that was it. That was all they had. So it kind of goes both ways, but I I don't see a whole lot of teams this year that really dropped, you know, that they should have been elite, but are not aside from Florida State. But again, you know, they lost their quarterback, so they get a little bit of a, a break there. And sure, still, I don't know, three and six is pretty lousy and, and just shows that they couldn't make up for that. Yeah. You're right about that, but I don't know. I'm giving them a pass because of the quarterback situation and also the fact that two of their first three games were uh, affected by the hurricane. I mean, they played Alabama, then they're supposed to have a pair of home games. So their their whole season has been a mess because of because of the quarterback injury and then hurricanes postponing their games or canceling their game. So. It's a little weird for them. It's not like they just completely collapsed. Not like Michigan State did last year. I mean, Michigan State started ranked pretty highly and ended up not ranked highly at all. Just they were overranked at the start of the year. But um, no, that, that's a fun little uh, act- activity you just did. So thank you for telling us where they are now. Yay. OK, we can like get back in our time machine and come to the future and talk about this weekend's games. Yeah. This is, you know, we were talking about this beforehand, but the SEC and the ACC, for whatever reason, almost have like a bye week. They don't have buys. They, they all play. In most cases, they're playing cream puffs. So you know, Alabama is playing, but they're not playing you know, any significant team at all. Um, and so it's a little weird because the quality of games this weekend, in my opinion, is relatively low. Maybe we're going to get you know, some big upsets uh, despite that. That's actually how it usually ends up being. Like the weekends that don't seem exciting end up being quite exciting. Maybe that'll be the case. But really, this is all a buildup for, for next weekend, the Thanksgiving weekend, where we have a lot of rivalry games. So I'm more interested in next weekend, but I'll definitely be, be watching this weekend. And we can go ahead and start at noon. We're going to skip the Thursday, Friday games. Nothing was really too interesting there. We'll jump right to Saturday at noon and let's go to the Big Ten where we have the college game day location, their destination up in Madison for 24 Michigan will be visiting number five, Wisconsin, the undefeated Wisconsin Badgers on the cusp of the playoff. Finally, they get a little more respect, although it took teams ahead of them losing, I suppose. But they if they win out, obviously, they're going to be in the playoff because they'll won the Big Ten championship game. But this is honestly their first big test. I mean, granted, they played Iowa last weekend. They dominated Iowa. You know, they pulled away. But Iowa, you know, as we were talking about, Iowa away from home is just not the they're not the team that can crush you. Not like they did to Ohio State. So that wasn't too surprising. But this is really, like I said, the, the first test for Wisconsin against a, a strong defense, um, a, a pretty good offense in Michigan. The once again ranked Michigan Wolverines, as you pointed out. So I think weather could play a role. Wisconsin is favored by seven and a half. It's going to be cold and it should be a little wet. And that might affect how this game is played in the sense that it'll be a little more low scoring. You know, when that ball is cold, it doesn't have quite the same um, 
you can't throw it downfield quite as well. It's a lot easier to do that in warm weather. So you're going to see shorter passes. Not that we were going to see a whole lot of vertical uh, vertical pass in any way, but I think that this is going to be a low scoring game. Wisconsin favored by just a little over a touchdown, but I think it's going to be closer than that. I think this is going to come down to the last possession. I think Wisconsin, I was not a believer of the Badgers earlier this year because of who they had played, but I have kind of come around on them. They're the Big Ten's last hope. So I think there could be a little bit of a officiating bias where the where they kind of want to get Wisconsin into the playoff. Um, I don't really believe I don't really believe that, but uh, I'll be looking for it for sure. Anyway, I think Wisconsin is going to win, but very close. And I think it's a come down to last possession, but I'm going with the Badgers. I'm really glad that Michigan is ranked for this game specifically because it will help Wisconsin. I don't think Michigan should be ranked, but that is what it is. Uh, I also probably Wisconsin will not make it into the playoffs, even though still undefeated. Both these teams have really competitive, strong defenses, and then Wisconsin has a stronger offense. Um, And uh, I agree with you that it will be low scoring because of that reason, just like both defenses are going to try to stop the ball as much as possible. Um, I see that Michigan could kind of do some of their turnover things, <laughs> so especially if it is bad weather of just uh, throwing interceptions or having fumbles. I, I'm not sure that it will be a, a top-playing Michigan team. And uh, it's interesting because just... Over history, Michigan has won this matchup like 50 times and Wisconsin 14 times. I mean, definitely kind of Michigan's favor, but it's a home game for Wisconsin. So I see the beginning of the game being extremely equal. Maybe Michigan has a lead looking super, super good. And then after halftime, Wisconsin is going to kick it into gear. If the weather's bad, Michigan is going to take some is going to make some mistakes. Um, Wisconsin is a second half team, so they're uh, you know just like the game um, last weekend as well. There, that is when they will gain a lot of their momentum and maybe pull away or at least take control of the game. And I also pick Wisconsin for this one. Well, good pick. Let's go ahead and move on to another noon game. We've got a couple of noon games. Let's go to Miami. You know, we're just talking about Miami, ranked number three by the playoff committee, basically in prime shape to make the playoff. Of course, they got to win the ACC championship game against Clemson. In fact, that game's already set. The ACC championship game will feature Clemson and Miami. There's no question about it, no matter what happens. So Miami is at home again. They just had Virginia Tech and Notre Dame at home. Somehow they have these big games at home, but they're going to be hosting Virginia. Now, Virginia is not a great team per se. In fact, Miami's a 19 and a half point favorite. So that's not saying a whole lot about the Cavaliers. But I'm interested in this game because Miami, like I said, just they're coming off two really big wins, two really big games. Will they have some kind of emotional letdown? Will they maybe struggle early and let Virginia kind of hang around? The Cavaliers are not a great team. They're not even a good team. They're a a fairly average team. But an average team can beat you if you're not playing perfect, if you're not playing well. So I'm just very curious about that, if Miami's going to have a hangover. I don't expect them to. I think this is going to be closer than the 19 and a half. But we're just picking straight up, and I'm going to take Miami. 
but I think it's going to be an interesting game to watch. I actually agree with you. I think it will be closer than that. I'm also picking Miami. I just think they have so much momentum, especially as a home game. I I don't see them um, having a hangover like that or, you know, um, underestimating Virginia in any way. And I don't see Virginia playing um, in some crazy way. Uh, I think it may be a fun game, but Miami is still going to remain undefeated after. All right. Well, we agree on two so far. Let's keep moving. We got another noon game. This one, I'm going to jump to the Big 12. We have TCU, number 12 in the country, still in contention to go to the Big 12 championship game and maybe even the playoff. That's a really outside shot, in my opinion. They are a touchdown favorite, seven points, going to Texas Tech. And this game is on Fox Sports 1, if you're looking for it. Before I jump into this year, what's kind of interesting about this game, all the Texas teams seem like they have a little bit of a rivalry, and this one's no different. So back in 1961, the Texas Tech student body introduced something called the Saddle Trophy. They wanted to create you know, a formal rivalry between uh, their school, Texas Tech, and TCU, Texas Christian. And they called it the West Texas Championship. So they have the Saddle Trophy, which they got approved, and they figured, okay, we're going to have a nice long rivalry, and, and this is going to be the trophy every year. Well, for about 10 years, it was. And then suddenly in 1970, after uh, I think Tech won, the, or maybe it was, I'm not sure who won, but either point, the saddle suddenly just disappeared from the trophy case. And it's not been heard from since. So I don't think they're really playing for anything anymore. I was trying to figure that out. So it's just like they lost the trophy and they didn't bother to create a new one. Well, actually, never mind. I was reading recently that they're looking at recommissioning another saddle trophy or maybe something else. So they literally just like 1970 rolled around, trophy disappeared and they didn't do anything. I don't know what they were doing for the for the last uh, 40 years. But but anyway, this has been a pretty competitive and fun series in recent years. TCU, um, as we know, started off undefeated and they've lost their last uh, two of their last three games. So they lost at Iowa State and at Oklahoma. So this is a really critical moment. Are do the Horned Frogs, are they going to get off the mat or does their season slip away? So who's it going to be? Is it going to be the team that can potentially still contend for the Big 12 championship or are they just going to let the Oklahomas and Oklahoma States and and the other teams kind of play for it? Really big moment for the Texas Christian. Texas Tech, in my opinion, when you look at how they play this year, they can compete with TCU, but they've struggled against every decent opponent. When you look at who they played, when they played a, a decent team, whether it be home, like this game will be, or away, they've just not played well. And it's hard to ignore that trend. So for that reason, I have to go with TCU to win this one. I don't know what the score will be. I I just I I think TC is going to win. I loved your story, by the way. I like that just the trophy goes missing and everyone is like, "Uh, oh, well. We didn't really like it anyway. (laughs) I I would love to see that trophy show up on eBay. That would be funny. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Like where it's like in someone's basement right now, just like in a box. That's crazy. Okay, so anyway, TCU, Texas Tech. So 
when I was looking at this, I have a little bit of recency bias because last weekend I said I'm putting all my faith in TCU's defense, even though Oklahoma had a much better offense. And I regret making that decision because TCU lost. So I was like, you know what? Maybe Texas Tech, it's like the spread is set as a touchdown. Like maybe Texas Tech can do this. And then I looked at Texas Tech's schedule this year. And last week they won against Baylor And before that, they had four losses in a row. So I just can't, (laughs) cannot sit here and it, it would be a really cool upset, but I'm going to continue to put my faith in TCU's defense. And I think that they're going to win this one. All right. Well, let's try another game. So this is the last of the noon games I was interested in. This one is on ESPNU because it features a couple of G5 teams, you know, not from the power conference. This is number 15, Central Florida, still undefeated, probably playing for a New Year's Six Bowl, you know, if they stay undefeated as the best group of five champion. They are traveling to Temple. Now, this one I find kind of interesting because the spread is only 14 points in favor of UCF, of course. They've had games where they've been favored by, you know, 38. They're playing UConn. We, we picked that one. So I thought this was a suspiciously low. And I was trying to figure out why. So Temple is not having a good year. They're having a fairly average year, you know, by their standards. And they started the year off very poorly. But in the last few weeks, and especially the last two weeks, they have played a lot better. And part of the reason is because they made a quarterback change. The offense has improved significantly. And just in the last two weeks, they beat Navy and Cincinnati. So now they have a home game where they can really basically just completely spoil Central Florida's season. So for how well Central Florida's played this year, like I said, I think the line is suspiciously low. I tend to think that Central Florida puts up big numbers again that they're going to win by you know, just a big time points. You know, there's there's no inclement weather in this one. It's actually going to be reasonably warm for you know, Philadelphia. So even though this has the makings of kind of a trap game for UCF, I think that they're going to prove not in like a huge way, because Temple's not a like, great team like we're talking about. But I think that UCF is going to prove that they are the best group of five team this year, even though I, I wish so much that it had been San Diego State earlier this year. But I think it's going to end up being UCF, and I think they're going to make a statement. Uh, I think they're going to come out blazing and and win this one. Um, so I'm taking UCF easily. So when I run my numbers, they're just based on the full season. Um, it would be interesting to see what Temple's averages of the last two games versus the rest of the numbers, you know, are and how that, how, what, the, uh, what the difference is there. But really, at the end of the day, UCF has an average of eight yards per play. Oklahoma has an average of nine. So, I, like, both those numbers are just crazy. The general 
you know, average is like five to six. So I, I don't think that it would matter too much here. And even two games, um, I just, it's hard to say if that's going to be consistent or not. I, I'm basically with you. I, I don't know if it will be like huge numbers, uh, but we'll at least uh, beat the spread. And just UCF is going to continue to stay undefeated and just play really, really well. And it's really fun watching them play this season. Well, good, good pick. I don't think that that's controversial at all. Yeah. We'll go ahead and move to 3.30. You know, we had no disagreements um, in the noontime slot. I had another game. Oh. Did, um, I guess I don't. Did I? Uh, I have Mississippi State and Arkansas. You did not tell me that. I don't think you did. But Oh, no. All right. Um, all right. But I'm taking Mississippi State. Yeah. I don't even need to. I don't even need to research that one. I just there's no way Arkansas is going to win. The, they're the, about to fire, like they just fired their AD, their athletic director. Brett Bielema is about to go. There's no way Arkansas wins this game. Uh, okay, to, uh, totally fair. I, I guess the only, uh, I felt it was a little relevant to talk about because Mississippi State had that really crazy game against Alabama in which they lost, but almost feels like they won just in the sense that they led. It was so close. It was probably one of the closest and like most competitive games against Alabama this season where it seriously felt like Alabama was finally going to lose a game in the regular season. And uh, this game is at Arkansas. The spread is Mississippi State by 11 and a half points, which is feels a little low to me. I, I um, I feel like this could be a game where Mississippi State feels so good and so overconfident coming off of that almost Alabama win that maybe they underestimate this team. I, however, because of all those changes you just said, probably Arkansas is just way too unstable right now to really play at the best of their ability, which is unfortunate. Uh, so I will also pick Mississippi State. I, I think that will be a close spread, though. Like, I think that spread is fairly accurate and it may be a closer game. All right. Well, we still don't disagree on anything in the noontime slot. I know. OK. Right, and jump to 3.30. Only one 3.30 game on the list, though. Navy travels to Notre Dame. The Irish are number eight in the country. They're also 18 and a half point favorites. This one is kind of interesting because they have no Navy and Notre Dame play every year. It's it's a rivalry, but it's a very one sided rivalry because from 1964 to 2007, Notre Dame won this matchup 43 times in a row. In fact, it took a 46, 44, like double overtime game for Navy to finally beat them to finally beat Notre Dame. But that's the longest streak in the history of, you know, of college football between one team and another that there's no way that's ever going to be beaten unless Alabama plays Mercer every year for the next you know, multiple decades. But that's a pretty impressive streak. But Navy actually won last year, which is part of the reason this one is uh, yeah, Navy can play. And Notre Dame is more or less out of the playoff discussion at this point. They have two losses. Granted, that was to Georgia and Miami, two very good teams, but they have two losses and their remaining games are Navy and Stanford. That's just not enough. And there's no obviously there's no championship game for Notre Dame to go play. So they had to have beaten Miami and then basically won out to 
to seriously be considered for the playoff, you know, basically to make the playoff, but they lost their opportunity. And now all they have left to play for is a new, a new year's six game. So the question of course is, is Navy going to have any hangover or, or sorry, not Navy, but Notre Dame going to have any, any kind of hangover from, from that loss, uh, crushing loss. You know, they got blown out. I don't think they will. I think Notre Dame is going to bounce back, but I think this, this could be pretty competitive early and I see Notre Dame pulling away late, but in a three thirty time slot, you're not going to find a, a better game than this one, in my opinion, but I'm taking Notre Dame. Awesome. I didn't do this one. I think I got mixed up with my Mississippi state game. Just but take Notre Dame. Uh, okay. Awesome. Well, Hey, I want to go by the numbers. I'm going to run the numbers and I will tell you my pick after. All but right. Your pick's I, Notre Dame. My pick is Notre Dame. Sure. All right, moving on to 7 p.m. Again, only Navy Notre Dame in that three-third time slot is really worth watching, in my opinion. This one's kind of interesting. Florida Inter- International plays Florida Atlantic in the Shula Bowl. Kind of a weird name. Florida Atlantic, by the way, is where Lane Kiffin ended up, where he landed. But uh, the Owls are a... I'm not sure if they're the Owls. I think they're the Owls. They are the Owls. There's two teams called the Owls playing this weekend. <laughs> Well, I think two teams call the Owls play every weekend, but the only time we're paying attention. Anyway, the Owls are favored by 15. Uh, They're undefeated in conference play. I'm going to go with with Atlantic in this one to win the Shula Bowl. They have as many wins as uh, UF, by the way, in Florida State. So they have the most wins in the state. So they're like the kings of Florida. What do you think? Uh, I also picked Florida Atlantic. When I was looking at what channel this game was on, it said Twitter. Yeah, I couldn't find uh, information. I have it blank. So, um, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Like, if you want to watch this, how are you going to do it? So I don't know. All right. Uh, Moving on to 8 p.m. UCLA travels about 10 miles to play (laughs) number 11 Southern Cal USC. They play for the Victory Bell. This is a longtime rivalry. The Los Angeles kind of showdown. This has been a really disappointing year for UCLA. But they have a chance of redemption if they can put together a good game against the rival. USC has won uh, the last two matchups in the series. I think they're just better right now. You know, they're they're ranked. Um, not that the rank totally matters in a rivalry game, but UCLA has just struggled. I, I can't in good conscience pick UCLA in this one, but I, I think this will be a, a competitive game worth taking a look at. And this is on Fox at 8 p.m. Uh, I think this one will be a lot closer than 16 points, but I'm also taking USC. Good. All right. Another 8 p.m. game. This is uh, actually called the big game. As you know, we've talked about this in the past. Cal, California, the Golden Bears take on number 22 Stanford. Actually, they're traveling to Stanford for this one. Stanford is a 16 point favorite. This one's on Fox. Stanford has won seven in a row in this series. They've kind of dominated. The only reason I'm kind of interested in Cal this time is because they beat Washington State earlier this year. A big upset. But that was at home. It was in Berkeley. Right now, I think Cal is, you know, they're just trying to get bowl eligible. So they, they got to get one more win. They play UCLA after this. I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, a very close game. I think it's, it's going to be one you're going to want to watch if you stay up. But I think Stanford's going to come out on top in the end, and that's my that's my pick. I got to stick to it. Yeah, we do not disagree on anything. Uh-oh. So I also pick Stanford. I'm going to look into this Navy Notre Dame game and and see see what I got there. 
All right. One last game, 10.30 p.m., Utah at number 18, Washington. Huskies are a 17-point favorite, but they have been kind of disappointed, I think, with how their season has turned out. They're basically out of the playoff discussion. You might think they're susceptible to a letdown, the Huskies, but both of the losses were on the road. They're back at home this time. I think Washington beats Utah, beats them big by more than 17. So I'm going with the Huskies. Yeah, also Washington for this one. I will not uh, go for Utah ever. Well, by the way, this is great strategy. You've beaten me three weeks in a row, (laughs) and now you've made all the same picks as me, and therefore you've guaranteed you're not going to lose a uh, a fourth one in a row. So (laughs) so you got that to look forward to. All right, go ahead and wrap it up. Great. That wraps up our Week 12 game preview and picks. Thanks for listening to College Football Daybreak, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at CFB Daybreak. Our next episode will be up Thursday morning, and talk to you all next week.